Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you're listening to. Um, um I am Oluwa Damlola Tunuwa, a writer, a graduate of Olabisunde Bank University from the Faculty of Law, and I will be your host today. Um, but before I proceed, allow me to um say Happy International Day of Education. Um, on that note. I have with me in the house um, a very, very seasoned writer and the content lead for Upsurge Foundation, uh, Mr. Ephraim Omotosho. Mr. Ephraim Omotosho is the content lead of Upsurge Foundation and he would be with me in the studio as we talk on the topic, the ethics and pitfalls of AI generated content in content writing. Let me take that again. We'll be talking on the ethics and pitfalls of AI generated content in content writing. So, um, let me, before I proceed further, let me allow our speaker today, Mr. Ephraim, to also introduce himself. Um, good afternoon, Mr. Ephraim. How are you doing today? Yeah. Good afternoon, Damela. Thank you for having me today. I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much for asking. Um, first of I think I should also give you um, a kind of background check. So, how has it been as, as the content lead for Upsurge Foundation or a foundation like Upsurge? How has it been? How has the journey been? How has your experience been? You know, the challenges and everything just in very few minutes now. Yes, to be honest, it's been very, very challenging because you know, Upsurge Foundation a non-governmental organization and we are focused on uh, youth development, empowerment, education and more entrepreneurship and everything like that. So um, um as a content and communications leader at Social Foundation, uh, I am tasked with you know creating content across these various industries, which actually makes me go even beyond one horizon to go amongst different horizons and we just try to be to stay on top of Every every industry, we just try to know what this industry is talking about. You know, in tech now, we are trying to do a program in tech, or let's say we are trying to do a digital, a digital um, academic program. You know, I have to go in depth, look at what is going on in the world of digital, in the world of digital tech, and then try to create content in that line. You understand? So it's been very very challenging, but also it has been rewarding and fulfilling because despite the work and everything. I know that at the end, the output is that I am impacting lives through Upsurge Global. So why it has been very, very challenging, it has been even in 10 times speed, rewarding and fulfilling for me. Wow, beautiful. Uh, that is very, very nice and very, very noteworthy that despite the challenges, you you put out the, uh, the need for information, the need to actually dish out value, the need to give um very very accurate information and to put out uh very very inspiring information about what upsurge does out there so that is very very profound all right um i would also pick you up on now as we dive proper into our topic of today but first let me talk on yeah we are focusing the international day of education today what can you say briefly about how uh the education system in nigeria 
what you understand, what, uh, what does it, you know, how do you see it, how uh, we are celebrating the National Day of Education, but is it something that is really worth celebrating, is it something that, you know, has, has, has gotten to the level where it should okay, actually be celebrated, sir? Okay, so I, I would not pride myself as an educationist. Though through after global, I find myself uh, you know, in the education line somehow, somewhat. But I will not pride myself to be a senior educationist and basically just a communication and content uh, personality. But you know, in Nigeria, we, our education system is quite far behind. I mean, I don't start drawing up statistics or think pieces or you know, um, researching or writing that I've done on it. It is basically what. I have experienced and it's basically what millions of students are experiencing. Just three years back, we had a year-long strike when university students were undergraduate and postgraduate students were remanded at home. I mean, I say remanded because they are meant to be in school, but because of one power toss or the other, these students are these students are left at home, one attended to, and then some schools resorted to online classes, online. And to be honest, not everybody can do that online class. Not all schools can effectively do this, do this online classes. I mean, just to it, it's almost like it's almost like a ridicule because the physical classes that the physical classes that is more easy to do, you have no problem with teach. You go to most federal um, schools today, and then you see an overflow of students in a very small class, or even no matter how big the hall is, students are overflowing the hall. And these are the physical classes that are meant to be in your capacity. So how do you want to manage online classes, especially with the automatic supply of, of electricity, as well as the, the you know, network that we, that we parade as network well with it? Come on, look at Glow. Glow will just go out or now things like that. Is, that. is that what students want to write exams with? So why is this worth celebrating? I think we, Nigeria as a country, need to you know, reflect, we need to reflect on on our failures, on our challenges, and what to do next. Because we cannot keep, Nigeria cannot keep bringing out graduates every every season, and then half of the graduates don't know what they've done in school. Half of, half of, the, half of these graduates are, are not even knowing what they're going to do after school. So while it is important to celebrate it, I think we also need to reflect. And lastly, I mean, after education, some people would most likely want to get employed and everything. But I ask you, where is the employment in Nigeria? Can you compare the unemployment rate that we have to the number of graduates that are coming out every year? So what is there to actually like what so why are people going to school when the unemployment is as high as it is? I don't even understand what I'm saying. So I mean it's a thing to celebrate because education has taken Nigeria to you know one of the top top places across mm -hmm. the world. But then in reality, we are just too far behind. So why is it worth celebrating and all? I think we also need to reflect. To do better. better. Exactly, yes. Mm. All right, sir. Thank you very much, sir. reason why I actually took you on that, uh, into that is because now looking at the topic that we have before us, the ethics, the pitfalls of AI-generated content in content writing. No doubt, um, when we are talking about education now, bringing it back to you know from the scratch english language and all of those things you know back then in primary school we are taught comprehension um, comprehension all these how to write to write about your school write about all these things and i think for one i for one that has shaped a kind of knowledge 
that I know that I have about how you know writing all about is, and it has kind of given a kind of um, a foresight into what to expect. Maybe you want to write and everything. It gives a kind of background knowledge. Now, seeing that there's the advent of AI, that practically in some aspect it has taken over the jobs of some people. Now, what then is the? Well, that's what I was trying to. What then is the impact? What can? What then can education do? To actually help in that in that regard, since AI has now taken over or is well, maybe I can't say take over to the to so to a very large extent, but it is already doing you know taking up a large extent of people's job and everything. So can education still like it can people still remain education educated and then think of getting jobs that can help them or say okay help them to stay relevant in the world of today. So now all that is actually um, is for is for me to drive on this question that what is the what uh, uh what do you think is the relevance of AI can or and and do you think AI can exist side by side with human uh with humans like can AI function on its own and then can humans function on its own if they can what are the well, what what are the mediums for just opposing their duties and their functions sir I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I will try my possibility to answer to my understanding. So why trying to not step on the um, borders of science fiction? I will try to just limit it to writing and my horizon and what is what I know. So basically, AI has come to stay. It's not like ten years ago where you just know no more than artificial intelligence and you don't really know what it is. You understand? AI has come to stay and I can I can really say that this is the beginning. This is the beginning, and the fact that we're having conversations like this can just literally tell you when, like in the next five years, the kind of conversations we'll be having. I'm not sure we should be I'm not sure in the next five years we'll be having, oh, uh, can AI be put side by side? What we'll be having right now is, okay, what can we use to pop AI? What, what, I, I don't even know what I'm talking So in the next five years, the I'm conversations sure. are different. It will have taken on non, another level because advancements and developments that have been done in this industry. So, uh, you know, some, there are some writers that are actually common and say that AI makes them lazy. And looking at the kind of education that runs in Nigeria, I wouldn't say like the, the, English, the English curriculum in Nigeria is not strong. But then you look at it, and when students or graduates are actually trying to travel overseas, even to the country that that colonized us as a country where we speak their own language, they still require us to, you know, write IELTS to, to prove to them that we can speak English. You understand? And it's not about just speaking, it's about writing, it's about listening, and it's about reading. When you look at it, it's almost like is the English curriculum in Nigeria functioning as it is. But why we I go to school, fly from primary school to university, I wrote my research paper. We think by um, through English, English is the is the instrument of of it of um, passing knowledge from primary school to university. And then still asking to write uh to write IOT. It does not make sense. Now, how to just tackle writing IOT as English curriculum in Nigeria and writing in that if as a country the curriculum can become more stronger. In the sense that graduates are able to articulate their thoughts. Graduates are able to articulate their thoughts in writing, in speaking, 
uh, one thing one thing that is most common among which although I don't want to go on uh, I don't I don't have statistics for it, but you notice that quite many people they, they find it hard to you know, comprehend stuff, they find it hard to like, understand things that they do. This is not because of anything, it's just that our curriculum, our educational curriculum is not strong enough. So why are we having three people that are actually getting this compression thing that have this start thinking and analysis and there's a majority that are, that, that are struggling? Now, it goes to say that when this AI, when this AI is okay, the advent of AI, we most likely want to help people that struggle with you know, critical thinking, that struggle with writing, that struggle with you know, analyzing, analyzing what is. And then, you know, this AI, excuse me, so this AI comes, it helps, yeah? But then, when something as such, something as fast as that, something as, I mean, nearly accurate as that, it becomes the daily life of people that are struggling with analytical thinking, with you know, analyzing their thoughts, becomes, it becomes an addiction. So that anything you want to do, you go there. Even if you, you want to reply on social media, you go there, you type something out. Meanwhile, you are just going to you know, think about it, type, and you know, put it out. But then AI becomes the go-to. I'm not saying that AI is bad. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be uh, a source of creating stuff. But for people that now struggle, for the beauty, the kind of curriculum that exists in Nigeria, AI becomes the beauty. And as such, it represses, it represses the cognitive skills of people. I don't know what I say. Mm-hmm. Yes, when you are going to use your brain to bring out your, your mind to analyze your thoughts, to put your thoughts together, AI does this thing for you. That's mm. very But then, when it is, when when people that are actually struggling now have to depend on AI, then there's, there's a problem. There's a problem. Mm. But as as you, I, I think later in this conversation, I'll, I'll get into some parts. But I think the, the curriculum in Nigeria, the educational curriculum in Nigeria, needs to you know, take a reflection on said earlier and like put things in order. Put things in order. We need to use the time and season as the world evolves. All right, sir. Thank you very much, sir. That, that was very, very uh, explanatory. That was quite explanatory. So, I'm um, on the last point that you said, where that you know, when people now start making um, a kind of, should I call it an idol or some sort now, that they have to practically resort to AI for virtual anything they want to do, even to the point of reply messages. Now, I would like to take you on the ethical implications of using AI. They are definitely now. This, if this is, if this continues, then definitely there will be implications to that. So, what are the ethical implications of using AI to generate, you know, written content? Uh, most people would say they are putting out um, applications for content writers, but in actual fact, with like you said, now we have more writers or many writers who now rely on AI to generate content for them or ideas for them to do. So, what are the implications of this, or, or of this on, you know, the future, the potential? Of, of writers or gen or the general company, you know, organizations in Nigeria. Okay, so um, that question seems to like to be directed to professionals, to professionals that are involved in content writing. Yes, sir. So basically, it's not a battle. I would say reiterate, it's not a battle to use AI. What is bad is dependency. You understand? It's not a battle to use 
with AI to generate content. What is that mm. is so dependent on so that no matter what you want to do, you need to go to AI. Your mind will mm. not activate. The function in the world. You've been writing before AI came. So what happened? Continue writing after AI came. So it's not a bad thing, essentially, to use AI. So you don't really go against any ethics of, oh, okay, the ethics of writing is that don't use AI. No. It is only bad when it becomes a source of much. When it mm. becomes your sole dependency. Now, the, the ethical boundaries surrounding AI and generation of content is that some professional writers might become malicious. Or maybe even for the professional, some content writers might become malicious and then present their own, their own, then present AI generated content as their own. Now, some people might want to argue that uh, they are the one that wrote the prompt now, without the prompt. I mean, you know, when you use ChatGPT, you put a prompt and ChatGPT answers you. You understand? And other various AI and other various AI sources. You put, on, you put in a prompt and ChatGPT, and let's say ChatGPT, for example, answers you straight away, right from various sources from the internet. So now, some people want to argue that they are the one that put the prompt as such, they have ownership of the writing. Yeah? But the thing is that ChatGPT is taking different contents across the web. And as such, it may take content that has been copyrighted. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. And yes, sir. And you copy and paste what ChatGPT has written. You paste it somewhere. You say, oh, this is what generated, this is what you wrote. And they check the city to turn it in, or the people in the place, plagiarism checker. And it turns out that 50 percent of what you submitted is someone else's uh, copyright. But it's not like activity knows anything on its own. Activity is just self-learning. Feed on information. Exactly, it's feeding on information that is stored on on on, on all across the on web. Web, all across the globe. You get to these are the there's a very high chance of plagiarism. And another thing is that imagine if, imagine a class of uh, a class of content writers. Yeah, I don't even want to use students now. A class of content writers. Let's say imagine a 20, 20, 20 content writers in a class, and then the the tutor gives them an assignment. Okay, go and generate content on <coughs> so 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 or write five hundred words on this video. Now imagine if for let's imagine for five people now go to charge people. And they put similar prompts. There's a very big chance, yeah. There's a very big chance that ChatGPT will supply the same or nearly the same answers to those prompts. And then they come on, they submit to the lecturer uh, or to the tutor. And the tutor is like, ah, eh, okay. The answer is almost the same as, what's going on? Eh, Tosin, come, come, come. Why is your answer? I mean, these are, these are the issues. These are where the issues start rising. So, as, as I said earlier, it's not really a bad thing to use AI. It's there to help. It's there to actually even make you more effective. But the problem becomes, the problem is when it becomes your sole dependency. Also, there is the boundary of plagiarism. You are most likely to you are most likely to plagiarize other people's copyrighted work. When, like, you go to charge, because charging does not know anything. It's just self-learning and feeding up on what as you tasted what has been what has been uh, encrypted on the globe. Mm. So another mm. another um, another ethical boundary 
in my name, let us need the stand alone. But just another shift for okay, when writers become malicious, in the sense that mm-hmm. I, I, I witnessed, I, uh, I witnessed uh, something on Twitter. I think around last year, mid last year. So somebody won a poetry contest. Was it poetry? So just a contest, a writing contest. Person won it by creating, by submitting a creation like a generated ChatGPT uh, content. I think there's a short story. The person mm. won, and other people, like the people that didn't win, they are saying that, oh, this is all oh, you are using our mind and you know our spirit and everything to create content again to create new rights new writing stuff and just something to contest and hope to win and then there's someone that literally just put a prompt on the internet and then you know charging to create something you probably edited it because you know he's the writer and all and then you really don't do the work what you just do the work oh let me edit this part 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 and let me submit it and because it is ai and AI is gathering from across the globe. It's most likely going to be good, even better than the ones that humans made. You understand? And this person literally won the content. So you beg the question that, okay, should everybody or people that are interacting content, should they now put in from results to using AI? On AI and generate stories so that they will win. Hmm. So these are, the, these are the issues. These are the issues. So maybe some writing contest might say no AI generated content. But okay. what about those that don't actually put it? What about people okay. that don't put it? Yeah, this, this addition becomes, it becomes a thing of ethics that as a writer, you are meant to develop your story on your own. No other form of copying. You, you cannot go to someone's novel and copy what they wrote there now. It's not possible. If, even what you can do at best is just we did. Okay, I'll try to. So, yeah, 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 very very in-depth and thank you for really talking on every aspect and for even the short um, example that you've given us so um once again we are looking at the topic the ethics and pitfalls of ai generated contents in content writing and we have mr Ephraim omoto shayovide the content lead the real content lead of upsearch foundation and he has walked us through the the benefits, um, the impact of AI on the generality of content writing or writing generally, and he just shared the ethical implications of using AI to generate written com- um, written contents, citing that um, there's the issue of plagiarism, there's the issue where, you know, it's difficult to identify um, the ones, the, the writings, the works that are actually um, created or they are generated using the mind, the brain, and every other thing, the thinking faculty, from the ones that you just pick from the web and then put together just to submit. Uh, thank you very much once again, sir. So, um, from your last point now, I want to take it as, seeing that the AI has many issues such as these, you know, it somewhat make people lazy, 
you know, yes, you said earlier that it's not that um, it's not good or it's something, but then it, it it has been identified to you know want to render most people, especially those who are not maybe really who do not really have the passion for writing, who not do not really have the passion for you know um, creating things, just want to pick these out, okay just for the sake of the prizes attached. Now, do you suggest that there there are measures, there are mediums created to you know, maybe curb um, the excesses of AI, or I don't know how to put it, but then maybe, you know, that maybe there's, uh, there are uh, organizations or there are um, a kind of police that is put in place to check uh, check uh, the the advent of AI. Okay, this is the restriction. Maybe restrictions should be placed on how it can be used on some sites to be used or something like that. Do you think there should be something, some medias like that, or do you suggest that there should be mediums such as this to be created so as to prevent um, everybody, particularly, you know, those that are in the creative industry from devoting and getting used to AI and then not using um, their creative mindset. Uh. Okay, um, so I'll make this quick. So basically, like, you know, basically, there's no in a police writing because a form of expression. Normally, like, mm. saying, or, uh, people that are making art, you know, theaters, and artists, there should be a police that says, oh, don't use AI. There is a form of expression. So you cannot police people how to express themselves. What you can mm. do is lay down the, uh, okay, no copy on another person's work and say your own. That's the that's general way. In fact, that is, that, that is, that is nearly fraud when you, when you look at it in the, in the criminal perspective. Because when you take someone else's work and you present it as your own, the committed stealing, the committed fraud, and there are probably some other charges that they are charges, but not to enter the, the realm of criminal, of crime and criminal activity. So basically, the people that should actually act as maybe police in quotes are owners of social media, because uh, social media platforms right now. Now, this AI, you know, as fast and easy as it is to do, they are also very dangerous in the hands of, of, of the wicked. Let's put it that way. Because it's only the wicked that will spread false information. You understand? And this AI, they are, they are, I mean, they are as far, they are very fast, they are very easy to use. Then this person whose goal and intention is to replace people, go to AI, generate the content on a story that probably doesn't exist, and then place it on social media. It is the, it is the responsibility of the figure of uh, social media platforms such as Twitter, Facebook, very, very popular ones, to sieve out this data that this content now coming to their platform and yeah. try to remove or flag this information. And it may be difficult, they may claim it's difficult because billions of people are typing at the same time, millions of people are tweeting at the same time, it's almost difficult to you know, track this and this and this and this. Okay, but a false information is staying there one hour, two hours, one day, two days, a week. Are, are you mm. saying you are blind to it or you are also trying to use it as a propaganda? But let me just let me go into uh, issues by social media platforms. The question is the question is about AI and writing. So basically, there shouldn't be any police passive. It is individuals that should mm. look at themselves and say, oh, okay, I. I tell people that I'm a writer. My personality is that I am a content writer. Then I should mm. do 
the most like I should I should be I should be a honest of myself such that I don't go on to copy other people's work. Mm-hmm. I don't go on to you know uh, plagiarize people's work and then present it as my own. I don't go on to cheat other people using AI. AI is like a cheat code. In, 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 how that is it? In one sense, but if, I mean, sorry for that. Oh, sir. Okay. Sir. But, so I don't use AI to you know cheat others and just take take advantage of, of the fact that AI is used to use and it's less stressful and can be defended on its own. Or there shouldn't be any police per se. If that could have that could act as police officers in this social media platform and also you know online online journalists, online uh newspapers, only put it that way, online newspapers, all these tabloids such as punch. You know, when people are coming to present information, when punch comes to present information, you know that uh, what they are saying is authentic. But we've also had issues of creating content and placing it on WhatsApp. Oh, ah, something has happened in Lagos. Ah, something has happened in Lagos. Ah, meanwhile, all these things are false. You understand? And AI will help people to generate these things faster because it's very easy to use very you just need to put a line a prompt a line of prompts and we already have almost 500 words of line mm. you understand mm. so it, 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 it boils down to it boils down to the person and mm. as 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 misinformation can be as ample as false information can be uh i i think it doesn't necessarily harm people physically it doesn't necessarily cause physical um or even emotional or mental or, or, or psychological in that sense. Because not everybody will look at it and say, oh, oh, my head is spinning. So it doesn't necessarily cause psychological or any form of harm. What it causes is just let's put in post information and this information arm in the sense that people get to tend uh, people tend to get misled based on what they need. So I think I think this is our social media platforms. So this is where People majorly put content on. They are the ones that will serve as a quote, police of uh, writing, police of content, and what it is, what is posted on the platforms, and the content that people are bringing to make sure that people are not misled, and as such, actions upon this information are not taken by uh, unsuspecting users of the platform. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay, um, I think this will just be the last one I'll just ask. Um, you know, since that, since we already talked, you talked about, um, you know, news uh, about how some people might be, you know, out punch and others, they are reporting to you, and you, it feels so authentic and everything. Now, do you think AI should be embraced, you know, seeing the potential of AI, the ability for you to gather information from there, there, or every scattered on the web and then put it together in one piece, do you think it should be embraced as a powerful tool that can be, you know, used for a greater good or seeing that it also poses harm to the world of journalism, should it be discarded? Because I think, you know, there, there's the saying that even, you said it too, that even before the advent of AI, the people have been writing, and then why can't they just keep writing? So should it then just be discarded, and people can resort to their creative thinking 
and you know it will make people to become more and up more up and doing or you should just be allowed to um exist and maybe those who are found to you know maybe be uh they are guilty of maybe plagiarism and other things other things they maybe they should be fined or made to pay a certain amount of sum for all this but so what's your what just what's your thoughts uh, in about just five minutes uh, so that we can wrap it up sir sorry if i just um, come again not the entire thing just the main the main question all right so that should it be allowed to um exist on its own ai now should it be allowed to exist on its own or it should be honest into a powerful tool seeing that it has the potential to make writing and journalism more better should it be allowed to exist or it should be entirely scrapped since people have been writing before now they should just keep on writing using their creative thinking and mindset okay so basically um, as i said earlier ai has come to stay we are in the age where artificial intelligence is becoming becoming uh the norm and the next okay. time i can only imagine in fact i can't imagine because it's just going to be a very big thing it's going to be a norm such that you'll probably not be able to do many other things without it and not stuff like not artistic stuff now but not artistic stuff maybe uh, people who are disabled are probably going to be benefit of AI. There's going to be a lot of benefits and you know for for AI and human for of course anything that has advantages going to have the advantage. Looking at looking at uh, before before the advent of uh telephones and um, cell phones people still communicate with each other. Even yes. intercontinental like the people speak from we communicate from with someone that is in North America, from America, from Africa. We communicate with someone that is in Asia, from Africa. And there were, there were no phones then. So how were people doing it? They were writing letters. So imagine when the uh, advent of telephones and cell phones came, and people are like, ah, phones. No, they might cause a war. They might be like, no, 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 no. We are, ad- we are advancing. Things are changing. It's not like people are not writing letters these days, but I'm sure that if you want to call your mom or you want to call your sibling, you will not start writing, hello, sister. Mm-hmm. I hope this letter meets. No, you have to call. Why you call? And that's just it. So AI is here to stay. And I, I can assure you, it's going to be quite bigger and larger. People, there's some people are actually hell-bent on making AI the next big thing. People have invested millions and millions of dollars in it. So what's that stuff that what what is the thing that wants to stop them from actually taking it to the next phase? So basically, uh AI cannot be discarded. Okay. One thing that one thing that AI can can do now is that we manage it, we take it as a tool, not AI standing on its own. We should take it as a tool. So let's say there are uh Let's say, let's say for like a, a public relation company now. A public relation company is going to do a lot of content, video content, photo content, image uh, image content, or how do they put it? Written content, a lot of content. So taking the perspective of written content now. In, in the advent of AI and the fact that it's very easy and fast to use, see how companies might look at, okay, uh, we can just put in from, you know, and just, Save time and save time, you know, bringing 
content as fast as possible and just post it online or use it for what we do. But it shouldn't be so. AI mm. should not replace human beings. Because the when AI writes, the the emotional aspect of AI and the emotional aspect of writing is not they are writing that you read, they make you they make you laugh, they make you smile, they make you feel mm. that make you, you know there are some different kind of writing from with different kind of emotions. For AI lacks this thing. There are words that bring out this emotion. There are expressions mm. that brings out this emotion. AI just goes on to write English language. AI goes on to write grammar and punctuation. Oh, you ask me to do this thing. That I'm done with. But you know the human mind has lived through experiences Yes, as as you've gone through different things and say, oh, okay, maybe they want to maybe they want to write a reference of someone that someone that died. AI does not know that this person died. But human beings know that this person died and this person did a whole lot of good and everything. When you compare the write-up of AI and the human, you will see the difference because there's no way AI wants to know that oh this person impacted a whole lot of a whole lot of people. Uh, this person changed the lives of many people. Yeah, we just know oh, this person was a beloved person, was an icon, was a, you just put in this language there, and that's all. Meanwhile, the human right, the human right up, we show that oh, to this person was was uh, this this person was actually a very good person. It's not just an icon, but the person is a human. It makes you feel that emotional depth. Oh yeah. Right. Meanwhile, it is very very lacking in AI. Also, another thing that. Another thing to, you know, to remove the conversations of uh, should it be discarded is yet to stay. What we can do to make it better is that when you use AI, make sure you review. Make sure okay. you review before publication. Because the, the thing is that the internet is not exactly correct. Like, there are a whole lot of false information on the internet as well. You understand? There are a whole lot of accurate information, there are false information on the internet. So when AI that you compare to the other content goes into the terrain of post information, how would you know? So when you look at the content that AI has generated, you look at it, trace it back to the internet. Oh, is this fact correct? Oh, is this date correct? Imagine actually losing a job because you do not you do not um, review what AI generated. That is that is that's pure stupidity. I don't know because so AI mm. has come and in the use of AI, writers should make sure that they review their work before submission, before publish, publishing, and everything. And another thing, the, the final thing is that people should use AI ethically. Without, mm-hmm. without, the thing is that ethics are not necessarily things that people must follow. It's really true to follow. You understand? It's not like the law or uh, the constitution where you must follow it or else there's punishment for you. No. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, actually, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like say they are law of choice or they are law of, mm-hmm. laws of choice. If you choose to follow them or not. And at the end, nobody can actually say they want to arrest you because you uh, didn't follow the ethics of, uh, of writing. We even know the police of writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you get, I mentioned that no one can police expression. No one can police artistic expression. So AI should not be discarded. AI should should be used as a tool of you know, it should be used as a complementary tool. 
AI should use as a generation tool. You want to create uh, a short caption. Okay, use it. But make sure you, you know, you review. You don't just copy and paste. You don't just copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Uh, review what I said. Is it mentioning any facts? Compare it with other information that is online. I think it is correct. That way, you know that you are doing your due, due, due diligence. And you are not just so depending on, uh, you are not just doing so dependency on AI. And as I, I, I believe that in the next few years, in the next few years, there will, there will be a policy, or I don't want to say policy, but there will be a method in which the, the confidence of using AI will be improved. There are people that are trying to do good with AI. There are people that are trying to do bad with AI. So in the next few years, we start seeing laws. We start seeing countries that are implementing AI laws into their constitution. Mm, to regulate. Exactly, to regulate. So it cannot mm. be decided. The only thing that it can be done is, 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 is to, it can be regulated. Yes. Mm. It can be regulated. Mm. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And that will be that um, on today's program. Thank you so much, Mr. Ephraim, once again, for the very, very in-depth talk, in-depth study into um, the use of AI and the impact and you know, how it can be regulated, how it can be unearthed to be a tool rather than um, to bring forth positive, uh, positive rewards rather than have negative consequences particularly in the world of writing and journalism. Thank you very much, sir. So I think that will be that. Um, to be that, that of today's program. And, you know, uh, I think we wish this should also be uh, a, a kind of clarion call to writers. You know, like myself, I've been able to pick uh, more than two, three points for use here. So that even when, when we damn we know that if we want to use, I uh, want to engage, want to use um, AI for your captions you know that you still have to do some um, review into it so you don't just copy and paste especially if no one don't know whether it's someone else has used that form of writing before so thank you very much sir thank you very much for joining us on the program yes sir and i that will be that on the program today thank you very much everyone thank you have a good one yeah you too sir thank you very much sir